couple of weeks ago, the New York Times published an opinion piece about why remote work isn't working. Since then, similar stories have run in Slate, CNBC, Gizmodo, and more. To boot, Pew Research found that while 35% of workers who can work from home, that number is down from 43% in January of 2022 and 55% in October of 2020, but up from only 7% since before the pandemic. Essentially, only 29% more of us are working from home than before the pandemic. So much for adopting a remote workplace environment and staying that way. My team have been remote since 2011 after the Great Recession eviscerated my firm and I had to give up our fancy downtown office sticks. Only to learn a year later when we were looking for office space that no one wanted to return to an office, including myself. When the pandemic forced everyone home, we didn't have a big change. Well, work-wise, we didn't. Having to teach first grade at the same time as working full-time was a pretty big change. But we were already accustomed to working in our PJs from our kitchen tables. It's not hard to work from home and engage a team remotely. Sure, it's a bit more challenging to build culture, teamwork, and collaboration, but it's not impossible. It forces you to be more creative and work to do those things when you might not have thought about it before. It's ludicrous that so many are saying, "Ah, just kidding, I'd rather be in the office and see your faces every day, so you have to be there too. On this week's Spin Sex podcast episode, we'll discuss remote versus hybrid versus in-office work for communicators and what happens when things change suddenly for you or for your clients. Stay tuned. If you're a communications pro who works hard, doesn't compromise quality and gets the job done, welcome home. We'll share our tips, tricks and stories. And together we will change the face of PR. Spin sucks, but we don't. With the Spin Sucks podcast, here's Jenny Dietrich. Welcome back to the Spin Sucks podcast. I'm Jenny Dietrich. I have a friend who works for a pretty big company, a company you'd know if I mentioned it. In 2021, they told everyone they were going to stay in a remote culture and that they could work from anywhere in the world as long as they were available during East Coast hours and their work got done. So my friend packed up his family in New York where he was officed for 20 years and moved home to Salt Lake City. Last week, the powers that be changed their minds and said everyone has to be back in the New York office by June 1st. They gave them only two months notice. Another friend had something similar happen. She didn't move her family, but she did start a family. And she had not one, but two babies. They hired a nanny to be home with the kids for a few hours a day. And then she and her husband trade off the rest of the care since they both had the flexibility to work whenever, as long as their work gets done. She also was only given two months notice. I don't know if you know anything about childcare, but getting into a daycare in less time than a year is pretty much impossible. Since she would have to be in an office, their current plan won't work. After careful consideration, they decided that she's going to have to quit her job to be home with the kids. I'm sure you hear stories like this over and over again, and more are coming. The fact that so many leaders are backtracking on their once in favor of remote culture is actually kind of shocking. The New York Times talked to several dozen leaders about the tug of war between them and employees going back to work, and they all, not some, but all, said it's because operating from home is simply less productive than being in the office. They said collaboration is harder. And so is mentorship. Baloney. That is a complete cop-out. As I've mentioned, we've been remote since 2011, and I have found actually the complete opposite. People are far more productive working from home than in an office, and they're happier, which creates a different kind of loyalty than we had in an in-office culture. As for collaboration and mentorship, that's also baloney. If leaders are finding that the case, they're just not working hard enough at it, or it's not a priority. That won't change if they're in an office. 
Either you're good at collaboration and mentorship or you're not. It doesn't matter if you're in an office together or not. The last thing the Times reporter found is that leaders plain old suspect people are not working hard enough. I can kind of understand why they might say that because people are taking breaks during the day that they otherwise would not have, particularly pre-pandemic. They're running errands, going to appointments, hanging out at school with their kids, exercising, doing housework, or even just walking the dog around the block. I see an unbelievable amount of people walking dogs during the day while taking work calls. I do the same. That's something that would never happen in an office. All of these things were previously reserved for evenings, days off, or people had to take time off to get it all done. I will admit that at first, this really bothered me too. I wasn't paying you to run around during the day, and I hated learning that someone was leaving their dust for a couple of hours in the afternoon to do whatever needed to get done in their personal lives. But then I realized it wasn't affecting job performance in the least. If anything, it improved. And because people were allowed to be the grown-ups I hired them to be, they went the extra mile to get their work done, often before deadline. Now, if someone wants to take a midday hike, run to the grocery store, or get their teeth cleaned, all I ask is that they set their Slack to offline so people know they won't get an immediate response. I also eventually got over my personal guilt of leaving my desk during the day, and I sometimes do the same. Everything gets done, and life is generally less stressful. In just a minute, I'll be back to discuss why a remote environment works perfectly fine if you're willing to make some adjustments. I'll be right back. There are two things I want you to know about. The first is the Fundamentals of Media Measurement course that we just launched with Muckrack, and the second is the PESO Model Certification. Both will help you evolve your career this year as you learn how to measure your work using the PESO Model to get you there. The Fundamentals of Media Measurement course can teach you how to measure your earned media efforts, create a successful measurement strategy, and report on your success. It will take you about two hours, but it has quick bite-sized lessons you can take when convenient. It has actionable tips, step-by-step -step approaches, and examples from Jonna Burke, Christopher Penn, and me. Go to mrac.co slash spinsucks to learn more, get registered, and start your measurement journey today. That's mrac.co slash spinsucks. Please be sure to use that link because I get a gold star every time someone registers, and I love gold stars. And for those of you who need to evolve your career, learn how to integrate the work you do with marketing and amp up your measurement efforts, the PESO model certification is for you. Step up your game with an academically accredited PESO model certification from Spin Sucks and the SI Newhouse School of Public Communications at Syracuse University. Learn more about that by going to spinsucks.com academy, or you can go to spinsucks.com and click on academy in the navigation. And now, back to the show. To get a better picture of how communicators are operating today, I asked the SpinSucks community if they're fully remote, hybrid, or in an office. 75% said remote, 20% said hybrid, and 5% said in office. A couple of people said the in-office mandate was new, and they're not happy about it. But for the most part, the industry seems to be working just fine from home. In my estimation, and certainly after surveying the community, Steve Ratner, the author of the Times article I mentioned earlier, is wrong about why we all prefer to work from home. He says workers have, quote, gone soft and quotes J.P. Morgan Chase CEO Jamie Dimon as stating that the remote option appeals to individuals who don't want to hustle as much as they should. <clears throat> America's work ethic is lacking, Ratner says, especially in comparison to that of the Chinese, which he describes as extraordinary. 
To illustrate that example, the Chinese work 996, which is 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., six days a week in an office. Gosh, that sounds wonderful. Let's adopt that. The American worker hasn't gone soft. What we've all learned is that we can do our jobs in less than 10 hours a day with an hour or more commute on each end for a lot less expense and the opportunity to spend more time with our families and our hobbies. There are other economical reasons for us loving the idea of working from home or having a hybrid arrangement. The middle-class squeeze, which speaks to the negative trends in the standard of living. It shows that increases in wages fail to keep up with inflation, so we're actually not making more money, we're making less. Working from home and not having all of the expense that comes with commuting to an office provides the opportunity to make more money, even if wages don't increase as much as we expect or would like. We don't have to pay as much for childcare or send our laundry out or have someone clean the house. Although I will admit that is the one luxury I will always have or mow the lawn or do many of the other things that we have to do. We can attend school events without missing a beat at work and can even go to the doctor or the dentist without having to take PTO. We're not soft. We just simply want to have more time. The genie is out of the bottle. People who want to work from home are going to prioritize jobs where they have that kind of flexibility. For a bunch of leaders to sit in the boardroom and dictate employees have to come back to the office or else is ludicrous. All of the complaints about not being able to hustle or lack of collaboration or mentorship or the inability to brainstorm, they're just excuses that can all be solved if you're willing to put a little extra effort into it. Certainly, there are times it is a lot easier to do things in person. Those things can be reserved for quarterly or biannual team meetings. The day-to-day, though, totally doable. If you'd like to hang out with a great group of like-minded people, join us in the SpinSucks community. You can find us at SpinSucks.com slash spin hyphen sucks hyphen community. That's SpinSucks.com slash spin hyphen sucks hyphen community. It's a community full of crazy smart professionals. It's free. It's fun. It's smart. And you might just learn a thing or two from your peers. I'll see you next week. If you're ready to change the face of PR, make sure you subscribe to the Spin Sucks podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a rating and a review. 